0: Hello and welcome to The Dabblers Book Club. This is the podcast for people who have never read Chaucer and probably never will. I'm Curtis.
1: And I'm Hadja. Hello.
0: Hello. You're sick today, aren't you? I am. Had a sick day.
1: Got the coronas. I probably haven't got the coronas. Just been a bit tired, really.
0: Yeah, not left the house. Sofa day. I was sick this morning because i was drunk last night (laughs) but i haven't got what you've got
1: no i don't know what i've got it's probably it's probably a new virus to be honest probably a novel novel coronavirus Mm, okay i'm just trying to introduce to islington
0: there's got to be a joke in there somewhere hasn't there when they call it a novel virus that that, that
1: was that was a good joke okay oh thank you (laughs) uh,
0: went over my too intelligent for me (laughs) um so yeah it's been a lazy day so we're doing a podcast because then it sort of salvages it, doesn't it? It means we've been productive. It does, but also
1: we got the book read quite quickly, didn't we? So I actually read it in a day, so I thought, well...
0: You did? You turned it yeah, around really quickly. I mean, we've been um, lax
1: uh, recently with our podcasting.
0: They, they have been really slow, so sorry to anyone that's looking after them. Are you drinking my
1: tea? I know I didn't want one, but...
0: Do you want me to go make no, one? Just wanna, wanna no, pause? just
1: a sip of yours It's fine. <laughs> that's <laughs> this, my this, tea. It tastes better when it's, it's my tea <laughs> out of
0: my mug. Um Right. We did read it. Always oh, put quickly.
1: honey in it. Ugh. I love honey in my tea. I know. It doesn't belong in tea. It belongs in don't coffee. Don't my tea it belongs in coffee. Let, <laughs> let this be a lesson to you.
0: We did. We read it really quickly. Mm. Um, so, quick turnaround. Uh, and now I'm, I'm about to go away for two weeks. I've got two weeks working in Milan, which is obviously going to be torture. I'll miss <laughs> you so much. Um, and we don't do podding remotely, do we? We like to sit we in the do alcove. Not. No,
1: no, so. yeah. um, Too much hard work.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, read it very quickly. Um, do you want to dive in? Uh,
1: yeah, sure. Why not? It's funny that you say this is a. We're recording now, so it's a productive day, whereas actually I read it so that it would be a productive day. You know, when you have those days where you achieve absolutely nothing. Um, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to dedicate myself to reading this book. And that was it.
0: So what did we read?
1: We read Ask the Dust by John Fante. And you. Well, I said I quite fancy reading that because you bought it as one of the. Yeah, I had it on my list. On your list, because, yeah. Because.
0: Yeah. I read in a Charles Bukowski book that that was his biggest influence, like that book changed his. So I thought, yeah, you know. So I thought
1: it would be really interesting to read the influence of someone whose work I do not particularly like Mm -hmm. um, to see whether uh, I could see the influences and also, yeah, whether my opinion was the same. Um, I'll read the blurb. I know you like me to go through the plot and synopsis, but I find it easier going through the blurb. You're looking at me like I'm missing something out, What?
0: No 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 I agree. <laughs> I can say that the reason is because we had when we had um for anyone that listened to the episode where we looked at death at intervals. Yeah. We had our friend uh Ricardo who recommended yeah. that book to us. He came on and joined us. I hope he'll come on again. Yeah. Um and he actually said he loves the podcast. He loves listening to it. However, he thinks that we should give a synopsis.
1: But my problem, which I put on the website, dabblersbookclub.com, which I write on the website, Uh, one of the reasons that I do this podcast is because I literally cannot remember what a book has been about as soon as I close it. Um, (laughs) I'm just sort of left with that feeling of whether I I liked it or not. Um, So it's only when we start talking about it that I kind of remember things. Anyway, so Arturo Bandini arrives in Los Angeles with big dreams, but the reality he finds is a city gripped by poverty. When he makes a small fortune from the publication of a short story, he reinvents himself, indulging in expensive clothes, fine food and downtown strip clubs. But Bandini's delusions take a worrying turn when he is drawn into a relationship with Camilla Lopez, a beautiful but troubled young woman who will be responsible for his greatest downfall. Ask of the Dust is an unforgettable novel about outsiders looking in on a town built on celluloid dreams. And you know what? That blurb doesn't really ring true for me at all it's a really I know blurbs are reductive but for me that's not really the point of it
0: so do you think I think I know what you're saying that blurb reads like a Bukowski yeah but this book is not no which I think we're going to get onto. Yeah. okay yeah so
1: I mean yeah I still can't remember the synopsis I literally so f-
0: from from my mind yeah he he is a writer in LA but he's you know he's skint he's living on the bread line He's between books and trying to get stuff away with magazines. But he does have a couple of big wins throughout the novel and mm. a lot of money comes in. And then, yeah, the rest of it is the love story with this mm. Camilla. Um, sort of a love story. Yeah, sort yeah. of a, like a love-hate story, if you will. Yeah, But, yeah, it's it's the wild ride with, with a quite sort of unstable woman. Um,
1: She's a waitress that um, he
0: meets. Yes. And it ends up, actually, she has quite a serious episode, doesn't she, mm. again, which we'll come to, and she sort of runs away and he ends up working sort of as a team with an old love rival yeah. to rescue her and it ends where he sort of starts wiring her money and actually in the end I think it's, it's quite sad really mm. isn't it he just sort of doesn't manage to save her I think he autographs the book for her and throws it into the desert or throws yeah. it out of the window and that's how it ends or the forest or sea or the, I can't yeah. remember he throws a book throws it somewhere um,
1: yeah, yeah, because it, it's talking about the desert winds, sort of. Yeah, but it's not actually. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So anyway, that's. Do you think that sums up? That obviously there's other yeah. little subplots. Yeah, and characters it's a very short in. book. Yeah.
1: Um, firstly. Yeah.
0: So so let's get top line. Mm-hmm. Um, let's find out what we thought because mm-hmm. I am actually really interested to know. What
1: did I've asked you a lot? What did you think? I thought.
0: I think you. Pr- possibly liked this? Yes, I did. Damn. Cool. Okay. I tried to
1: do my best bluffing face. There <laughs> yeah, I know. I really loved it, actually. Um, I could see why Bukowski thinks his work is like his right, okay. and why it fails. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Oh, this is going like, to be interesting. Okay. Um, and But I also am aware that I'm probably very privileged by... by and privileged? I'm very prejudiced. I'm very privileged. Um, but I'm also aware that I'm probably very prejudiced, uh, obviously, against Bukowski. So I will knowing that someone's influenced him, I'll be like, well, this is why you're not like him at all. So I'm right, sure I'm okay. coming at it with a lot of, uh, sort of yeah. biases anyway. Okay. But yeah, no, I really liked it and I I almost respect Bukowski so much less than I did before. Wow. Because I can see why he's trying to be like Fante, but he misses the heart and the subtlety and nuance and emotion and internal m- monologue uh, and sort of... Yeah, there's just so much more to this character. He's still kind of hateable in many ways, mm-hmm. but you see him grappling with all sorts of things, which yeah. you just I don't think. Well, with the Post Office, I didn't see. Okay, cool. Post Office, postman, post. The Post Office, yeah. The post Office, yeah. Yeah. What about you? Interesting.
0: What did I think to this book? Yeah. How good! <laughs> yeah, How really good! good? It, yeah. I loved it, <laughs> uh, and you know what? As well, we've read a few books on this pod lately, which have been good, but we've struggled to actually formulate an opinion. Mm. So, like with the with Cersei, with yeah. him, and it was a bit of a struggle, even though a worthy struggle. And then, as you know, I was reading that Norman Mailer book, which took fucking forever. <laughs> uh, I really wanted it to be good because he yeah. sits with all the authors that I generally like. And it was just a bit of a grind. Yeah. Um, that is um, the naked and the dead. Uh, for anyone wondering, um, yeah, bit dry, bit long. <laughs> um, this so refreshing. One of the best things I've read in a long time. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic.
1: What was your favourite bit? Then tell me, tell uh, me, oh talk me through it.
0: What? Um, favourite bit? Well
1: that's a very generic question I'm okay. just saying talk more because no, I'm that, that, still formulating my, and you're, you're, <laughs> my you're, thoughts you
0: are staying, trying to stay away from all the lemsips, yeah. So, yeah. um so, so let's park that Bukowski because yeah. I think that's a very interesting thread that I didn't think of actually but mm. it's an interesting you've got me thinking there um, Favourite bits? I mean, there are a lot of powerful scenes. I liked the setting of where he lived. This was the bit that possibly was a bit more Bukowski. Mm. Like he, um, so Arturo Bandini, the protagonist, is living in a shitty hotel. And he's, he's got that breadline thing where he lives on oranges. Yeah, big quite thing.
1: Cool. How much were you also thinking of Aspidistra?
0: Oh, God, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah.
1: it was like, as soon as I started reading, I was like, oh, okay, we're here again.
0: Well, when he came into money and yeah. thing. Well, actually, that... And he wrote
1: before, he was pre-Orwell, was as well? This was like,
0: like 20s. I think this book is set in the 20s. That was one thing I was going to say, where I think we've had this before. This, you think of the 20s as being this black and white, you know, un-vibrant... He wrote vibrant... it in the 30s. Oh, in the 30s, okay. So you think of the 20s and the 30s, to be fair, as a mm-hmm. sort of real... Is Do you know what I mean when I say black and white, like really un really uptight era where there wasn't thrills and spills see I don't because okay. I, I don't <laughs> okay. well, no, I because no, I did history I'm no, you're probably I, right yeah, but why. the
1: 20s are like a much more the, I know, the roaring twenties thing. kind of so maybe time. I just
0: hadn't given it a lot of thought but yeah in this there's cocktail bars and strip clubs and Ferris wheels and you name it you know yeah. it's it's this could be now you know the thrills and spills I mean, and then he goes on I'm
1: trying to think so the 30s obviously would be in the depression in America um and he, this was published in 39, so one would, one would imagine he wrote it in the 30s or about the 20s. But um, Right, okay. You know, I mean, I don't know. I have to look, up, look um, it up. Don't expect us to do the research for you. Yeah.
0: But no, I love the <laughs> I love the setting of him in the hotel. Yeah. Um, one thing you did just mention, and that is, I, I don't want to say a criticism because this precedes many other books, but mm. you know, I said before, so many books, the protagonist is a writer. Yeah. And I get why, because oh, writers just... are writing about themselves, but... It's like I've read enough books where the, the main character is.
1: I know. I do think people veer away from them a bit more nowadays. Mm. I think they're very aware that it's it just so really t And, yeah, yeah people, uh, in a way, I wonder if it's because people actually have to have other careers nowadays. Yeah, maybe, which um, I think is interesting um, within and itself. that gives them something else to write about. But, yeah. Um, um, I don't know.
0: But yeah, no, lo- loved the setting, loved the squalor, mm. and like say, you thought he was going to be like Gordon Comstock in Aspidistra. yeah. When I he was came into for money, that, yeah, because he just spent it straight the first away, time, didn't, he? didn't yeah. he? But he actually did just then get another one published and get some money in. So
1: I'm remembering what some of my thoughts on it. He reminds me basically of a guy I met in LA who was a writer and was an absolute psycho, like an oh, really? absolute psycho. Was he like, like a complete sociopath? Published writer, he's a published author, yeah. yeah. And just the way he spoke was so familiar and so mm. it's it, it very yes sociopathic mm-hmm. um and so arrogant and narcissistic and convinced of his own brilliance mm. and when, so yeah he, he talks in third person a lot to himself doesn't he Arturo Bandini's doing he this, Arturo Bandini yes. this. Yeah. and I thought that was brilliant um from Vante because obviously it gives you a real sense of of the character
0: it's almost like his life is his memoir. Yeah,
1: it's like, and, his life. and I, I do relate memoir. to that to a degree. Oh God, yeah. I mean, we all have that sort of internal monologue, and we all wonder what the story of our life will be and what it looks like from the outside. Mm. And and obviously for a writer as well, he's clearly living under this pressure. But then he is very young. He's like 20, right? Yeah. Um, so he'll have almost bravado to himself in his own mind about himself. Mm. But yeah, he reminded me of this psycho writer that I met in L.A. Oh, as wow. well. So it was very, it felt very L.A. So it's very to me. authentic. Yeah.
0: Well, that's nice. And it's cool because you've actually, like you say, you've been to L.A. and met people. So when you read a novel like this, I guess that must be really nice because it sort of brings...
1: Yeah, yeah. You you can picture a street, whereas I can just picture what I've
0: seen on TV and what I understand of LA. I've not been, but um, no, that's quite cool. Yeah, feel the air. Sorry, I spoke over Mm. you, but that's a really good way of putting it.
1: I liked it because it didn't feel gratuitously offensive. You know, like it wasn't. This is what I think Bukowski does. It's Mm -hmm. I'm going to write a shitty character that hates everyone, and it sort of bleeds out of them. Yeah, and I think I said this before that like. People don't think like that. People see things that remind them of their childhoods mm-hmm. or someone they saw or knew or a time in their life where something happened. They're not always looking at everything through a completely mm-hmm. negative gaze. They have...
0: So, so sorry, are you saying um, the protagonist yeah. in, in the post office, mm-hmm. are you saying he's not a believable character? And
1: It just seems so negative yeah. that it's unbelievable to me that he wouldn't have any... Thoughts that weren't completely selfish, yeah, or that weren't completely—I mean, I, you know, I'm not a psychologist, so I don't understand sort of the brain of a narcissist. Although I have some experience, yeah. Like, I mean, just your environmental triggers—they mm. will bring memories that aren't just about yeah. oh, "I hate this, I hate that." They will bring some pain. I mean, I know mm. we all have defense mechanisms, so some people, yeah. I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. No, but feel, with think... Arturo Bandini, I felt it was more—you got the narcissism, but you also got—you got the big the catholic stuff as well yeah. and his sense of uh, accountability as mm-hmm. well and the, and then was self awareness too With there really it. was a conscience so even yeah. when he's telling a lie to people about the earthquake in uh, that was such it, a
0: peculiar scene was it long beach he's in long beach With and, that, that woman, and yeah. there's an earthquake um yeah and,
1: and even when he's talking about how he lied to people about how much of a hero he was he like he's aware it's a lie it's kind of you know and they didn't seem to care that i was lying or not like yeah
0: do you know what when I, I was i read that exact scene mm. you know i told you one day because i read this in like three days mm. that was the day i said i was sitting on a bench in soho square and these two girls came oh, and, yeah. like, uh, and do I mean? like and you know i mean yeah well and so this for the purpose of and you know we're in the middle of coronavirus right now and i'm Pretty chilled about it, but mm. I do at the same time. Like I wouldn't go and sit right next to someone on a public bench. Yeah, and these two girls would just like walk up and go, "We're going to join you." And they sat right. I'm like scrunched up like this, really and they're having a really loud conversation. I get it; it's a public you park. You know, you know, and, you know I mean? <laughs> and yeah, and basically, you know, when you're you're trying to read and yeah. you just cannot Can't focus because right, yeah. of how loud it is. And I get it; I sound really grumpy because they're just chatting in a park. But um, <laughs> no,
1: nice. but
0: yeah, so that scene.
1: Anti-social. I almost
0: wish I'd have reread it because I was distracted the whole Uh time. But it was a cool scene.
1: Um, To be honest, it wasn't. It wasn't that easy to stay focused on that scene. Like I felt my mind wandering when I was reading it.
0: Okay, interesting. Um, Yeah. um, So yeah, there's definitely a lot to the character. The whole meeting Camilla, who you know is the on-off love-hate sort of girlfriend, was very interesting. She's working in... It was called something really cool. Was it called the Columbia Bistro or something? Mm, Colombian
1: It was so buffet. fucked up, though, wasn't it? The um, dialogue ha- was just so, like... I was uh, so puzzled. How so? It, well, it didn't seem flirty enough to be a joke. Like, it, it felt really they just, were just very mean to each other, they? and racist towards each other and stuff. And, yeah. But also, it was interesting because... There was a really great line running through of Americanization and patriotism mm. and the sense of being an American, even though the outside world doesn't look at you like that. So yeah. she's... Uh, she's a Mexican, isn't Mexican? she? Mexican, yeah. she's Hispanic, yeah. Um, and he's... He's Italian. He's Italian.
0: He's like an Italian, yeah.
1: And, and for him, he's like more American than she is.
0: Yeah, and he acts with like the privilege of... Yeah. Uh, it doesn't and really the he Yeah, and it's really interesting because it's
1: like to the outside you're, you're both... Yeah, yeah immigrants
0: but yeah she's serving yeah she's a waitress in this um bar and he's just obscenely nasty to her yeah um and about her
1: shoes and stuff which again is like i reminds me of men i have met who mm. will pick the horrible thing about you the thing yeah. they can tell you're self-conscious about something yeah and will pick on it
0: and it's weird because like blokes and i hate to say it but i've definitely got or have had friends who do the whole you know, the game thing. Listeners yeah. won't be able to see my inverted commas. I think it's all yeah. just, just so horrid, but like blokes that, that you know...
1: Try and destabilise women. Put,
0: put the woman down and then she's on the back foot and then she's yours because you can... It's like, yeah, yeah, play mind games. That's a really <laughs> nice way to, you know... And I guess people that do that shit aren't... Um, particularly looking for anything meaningful, are they? Just but,
1: psychos that want to control women in yeah. some way. Um,
0: but yeah, he's he's doing exactly that, isn't he? He's hitting where it hurts, and he keeps going on about her shoes, and mm-hmm. she, I think it bothers us to the point, doesn't she, where she wears yeah, different, she ones, wears different ones? Yeah, she wears yeah. Nonetheless, a, a relationship of sorts yeah. comes out of it, and they do go on dates. And then it does um, take a
1: strange turn, where you realise that she is smoking weed in mm-hmm. his hotel. But, so she's meant to be kind of like some druggy junkie. Yes. But like, was it really strong marijuana back in the day? Or well, I don't know if this,
0: maybe this was a time when marijuana was quite shocking. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm guessing there. But yeah, he's really shocked to hear she, she smokes dope. Yeah. And, and even though he's this drinker that smokes cigarettes on a constant loop, he's quite shocked by it. And he goes, I've never smoked will Well, you dope? get the
1: sense of his Catholicism through it as well. Cause mm. I mean, I, I feel like he was a virgin upon coming to LA. Yeah. Like that you didn't get a sense of, yeah, he didn't have girlfriends, right? He didn't speak about any girlfriends or sexual conquests or anything like that.
0: No, no. Um,
1: I think he was very new, and he yeah, had allowed himself some vices. But actually, at his heart, he's just shocked by. Yeah, by he all was these a things. bit overwhelmed
0: by it, wasn't he? He's a, he's a peculiar. There's a. Mm. I'm about to say it, and I hate it. There's a lot to unpack here. Oh god. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm still kind of working him out. Actually, this is what I should say. So much like um, Bukowski, mm. who's inspired by him, had Henry um chineski who he's written like four or five books that all his major works are about the same character yeah. uh john Fante's the same so there are, i think it's called it's the quartet about, the bandini yeah. quartet so there are four other books i think this one sits somewhere in the middle actually but there so are four other books one, on Arturo. well this is this was Bukowski's entry one I, oh, um, yes, that was so it, yeah. did you read his forward by the way i did yes i thought it was really well written like really yeah, nicely done. Um, did that not change your mind about him
1: No, no, it didn't. I've just not endeared to Bukowski in any way, shape or form. I find him just quite try-hard and mental.
0: We are going to just agree to disagree, aren't we? And also, I'm mindful of not going into bat for him because I don't want this to become a Bukowski pub when actually what we've done here is we've discovered an author we both really like, which is awesome. Yeah, Um,
1: well, I think I was kind of just relieved. It was very easy to read. Um, It was good characterization, but it wasn't it wasn't that clear cut like who he was yeah which I liked because he's 20 <laughs> like, he
0: doesn't know who he is yeah I think that's
1: quite a big point I mean I don't think the blurb is really right it's like oh he finds he, a city gripped by poverty it's like I don't really think that's the central theme to his observations of the place do you know what I mean it's, I agree yeah they've kind of picked out weird point, like you said it sounds that, like a Bukowski they're trying kind of to thing. make it sound like the post office and yeah, it, this isn't and it's um, like, I just think it's got so yeah. much more heart and I mean, ultimately it ends with him just giving up on this girl. Yeah. Um, which you kind of should because, you know, but
0: she's... I love that he tried everything. Do you know what I mean? I love yeah. that he drove... Yeah. Because he bought her a dog, didn't she? And she ran off with the dog. You know, she had to get out of LA and he realised that. So he moved them and they, you mm-hmm. know, set up a new life somewhere out by the beach. Yeah. Um, and they, it was just them and the dog. And it was like
1: they had this dream of, like, he could see himself having that happy life with her. mm which is a little bit like the end of, of uh, Aspidistra, isn't it, with Comstock, except that is what they, you know... Yeah, yeah. They stick through it. And, yeah, and then she leaves because she's, you know, a drug addict, so... Um... And
0: she just goes on the run, doesn't she? And he he wires her money every time she, yeah. she gets in touch asking for it. He tries to track her down. Um...
1: What did you think of the guy? Was it Sammy? Sam?
0: Yeah, so he was strange, possibly one of the weaker characters. Yeah, it didn't so make sense. So Sammy first enters he works in the bar doesn't he yeah. with her and he's like in the first instance he's the other guy mm-hmm. and it really bothers arturo um he's jealous of him i didn't
1: pick that up you know
0: oh, uh, oh yeah it was it was your classic <laughs> other guy thing yeah. like there's always that other guy and um and it really bothers Arturo. He's jealous. He knows, you know, at first he's like, oh, who's that guy? Oh, he's no one. But he can tell she just lingers looking after mm. looking at him for just a bit too long and he can sense it. And it turns out the guy is like wanting, you know, just trying to be a writer. So mm-hmm. um, she really wants Arturo to bond with him over giving him, you know, It's almost advice. like the guy is,
1: is dragging her along to, is literally just using her to get to Arturo.
0: Oh, you see, I did not think of it like that, but that is a good point. Mm. I, yeah, possibly. I, I just thought it was... And he um... treats
1: it like absolute shit.
0: Well, yes. Yeah, so that's the thing. In he's he's quite nice to Arturo he sort of does want to be mates well I think he's got this compute. respect for
1: men yeah rather than women
0: but yeah and that's what it, and then as you just said he just sort of takes this turn where you realize he treats her like shit yeah. she's actually really in love with Sammy and Sammy is just a dick
1: selling a little or a lot In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: Hmm. Um, Sammy doesn't want to know. He's quite aggressive with her. Um, and yeah, and like I say, in the end, to some extent, they start working together to try hmm. and track her down. But uh, he Sa- Sammy's washed his hands of her.
1: Yeah, I had this uh, strange thought while I was reading that bit about Sammy because he tells Arturo that she only res- you know, you're know, you too nice to her, you need to like mm-hmm. treat her like shit, and then she will come. And I had this sort of thought that if you're dealing with someone like Camilla who clearly is kind of a bit fucked up about men and clearly has low self-esteem and responds to being treated like shit, is it a weird sort of kind thing to do? I was wondering, like, is the loving thing to do? to To treat her the way she responds to, Mm. so that at least you know where she is, or you can look after her in some way. Obviously, that's not what Sammy's doing, but it did give me this just interesting thought that if you know that someone only responds to that, yeah, yeah, you could like deploy those tactics. Is there any sort of loving way to do that? Yeah, it's Um, a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, very uh, fucked up. Certainly not something I could employ. I don't think,
0: but uh, yeah. What about the scene where they um, go on? So Arturo and Camilla go on a date to the beach. And she sort of like, he thinks she's drowning he's going to go and save her.
1: And then she, yeah, she plays this trick on him. Yeah.
0: And he feels really betrayed by it. And actually, that's one bit where I couldn't gauge the tone. Maybe you're not supposed to. But like, he basically afterwards picks her up and throws her down in a puddle yeah. on the beach. And just the way it's written, I couldn't tell whether it was completely
1: awful, an or act playful, of violence, yeah. or whether
0: it was, yeah, playful. I couldn't decide. It just seems
1: like they're just set up as violent, like the, the two of them.
0: They're just chaos, aren't and they?
1: And then he won't, basically, he. This is what makes me think he might be a virgin when he starts. Um, it's because he won't have sex with her. So he clearly, he has some sort of psychosexual issues. I don't mm. know what the correct word for that is. Uh, but he's not, he's not sexually attracted to her. Um, no. Except when she's not there. So yeah. it's like this classic kind of...
0: One what you can't obtain. One what you can't so, have,
1: yeah. but also, yeah, the fantasy of a woman being more powerful than the actual real mm. three-dimensional woman. And yeah, how that kind of plagues him, which is why he has sex with that stranger. I mean, that was obviously a strange scene where that woman, Viv- Vivian, Vera. Vera. This is
0: where Vera turns up. Yeah. So
1: Vera just turns up because she's followed him.
0: That's a bizarre episode. Yeah. I'm, I really enjoyed reading it because it was so tricky. He just
1: throws whatever he wants at it. Yeah, it's quite. But trippy. Um,
0: yeah, so um, so Vera is a woman even more unhinged than Camilla. Yeah. Who at a point in the novel where we almost have a break from Camilla, she's um, I I, well, I can't remember. She's just out of the picture mm. temporarily. And uh, a woman called Vera turns up. She literally walks into Arturo's hotel room, and she's just fucking crazy. Yeah. She's severely either scarred or deformed uh, around her sort of uh, thighs and yeah. crotch. Uh, again, they don't give you specific. They yeah, you they don't. There's, you can tell something grisly going on. Yeah. Um, and she shows him. I think he really has gone grey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we just watched the Sex in the City film, and there was that scene where she's orange. Sort of, yeah, spilling out of that. <laughs> oh, that one, oh, yeah, the thing, film, yeah. Um, but no, there was some sort of like scarring by the sounds of mm. going on here, and she was just a very, very psychotic, t- um turbulent character. Yeah. And Arturo, I think, just realises okay, maybe the best thing I do is because she's in a lot of trouble, is I take her for a drink. He goes to the bar. And then basically he, he bails, doesn't he? Yeah, he says to the barman, I'm going mental, out the yeah. back door. Because <laughs> um, she's just crazy. And then she comes and starts hammering down his hotel door. I don't know what he thought was going to happen. She's already entered his hotel yeah, yeah. room once. Um, really weird. How does he get rid of her in the end? I just can't remember.
1: I can't remember. But he then goes and visits her. He tells no. her she's beautiful or something like that. Like, he flattered yeah, he, her. He yeah, he definitely does flower And it, yeah. again,
0: he's got a conscience there. Because even though there's... It's just fucking odd that a random woman turns yeah. up and makes a real scene in his hotel room. He does want to let her down gently. Well, he this wants is why to... I think
1: conscience is the word. That's yeah. the difference with him and Bukowski. I think his character has a conscience.
0: What um, do you think that like scene serves anything particularly to drive the story, or is it just oh, a weird just interlude? A bit mental, isn't it? Yeah. Um,
1: well, she serves the story, isn't it? Because well, ultimately, he writes about her, doesn't he? And that's what makes him money. The second time around,
0: right? So that, yeah, right, yes, yes, um, I remember now.
1: And I don't know whether the earthquake was particularly necessary or whether it was just, I, I quite like it because, like, then this was a cool day, do you know what I mean? Like, well, hadn't he had sex like,
0: with her? Then he leaves the house, and, yeah, then, and then, then there's, there's an, there's an earthquake, earthquake, yeah, and it just fucks up everything. It's just a
1: very, very trippy book, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I like, I do like that, yeah. but yeah, he had sex with her. Uh, and I d- I don't know whether that's a sort of clearing his mind of Camilla in any way, or it's over- conquering sort of his sexual demons because he cl- like he's clearly played by the fact that he didn't want to have sex with her or couldn't get up or whatever. Yeah. You're meant to read into that scene on the beach with with Camilla the first time. Does he ever have sex with her? Don't think so. No. I'm no. Like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, the strip club thing. I don't remember a strip club scene.
0: Uh, there was a brief one he didn't really want to be there. Okay. Um, it didn't. Yeah, all right, all right guys. They uh, all say that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just, oh, just I felt just felt uncomfortable. Yeah, it, was just, <laughs> a, it was
1: just a stag. Uh, we just sit there. It's awkward. Um,
0: again, it's not like the Blurb says, well, he goes to strip clubs. Yeah, and it's, like, it's just not that book. The no. Blurb has done it a bit of a disservice here. Yeah, sort um, it out. How nice, as well, is this um, Lovely. edition? Yeah, it's really yeah. nice. So, cream cover, um, big orange title, slightly distressed writing, palm trees, pylons yeah. to depict LA. <laughs> Orange back ice, great, you know. Really nice. I'm doing it as feels best feels I can. Very nice um, we'll too. put a picture on Twitter, but um, another really interesting character, and this one I did think served a purpose. God, I'm gonna have to look up his name, but he the man that lives in the room opposite, and he's he's like a Mr. Micawber character, you know, Micawber in mm-hmm. Dickens, yeah, yeah. who's like a chancer. Oh, uh, yeah, him. um, and he's then funny. yeah, there's this old dude that was opposite, him. name begins with a H, and I it was close to what the publisher's name was, always borrowing money from Arturo. And uh, then he and how he um, he says, right, I've got a way I can pay you back. Do you like milk?
1: <laughs> Arturo's
0: like, yeah, yeah, I, I like milk. And This is the point where Arturo has no money. I should yeah, say yeah. himself. Um, he goes, right, I've made friends with the milk money. Comes up before he starts his round at (laughs) 4am and drinks gin with me on my bed. While he's doing that, you can go down to his car and drink as much milk as you want. (laughs) And Arturo, actually, there's this, its quite. I don't know why, I really like this scene. Um, He sits up all night in his room, rationing his oranges, (laughs) going, right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, free milk is free milk. Um, And he hears the milkman go in at 4am. So he climbs climbs down to the street out of another way and steals the milk and goes to a right song and dance (laughs) to get two bottles of milk back to his room and then he drinks it and he spits it out because it's buttermilk and yeah. he hates buttermilk. <laughs> Don't know what it is to drive the story but very interesting. However, that that um, character but, does turn up, doesn't he? Well,
1: I think it shows his character too. like, And I think it shows him trying to be a man too. Yeah, Like the way he's trying to put his foot down and the way he, uh, with Helfrick. Helfric. yeah. And he's trying to put his foot down with Helfrick about like debts and stuff and he tells himself he's never going to trust him again and he yeah. does. Then he gets him in more shit as well with the yeah. whole killing a cow is that what he does taking a calf doesn't he which is a hor- horrific oh that scene. is such a weird scene yeah. I forgot about that. He, yeah, he nicks There's a, a, a calf lot packed in to just he's like do you like meat
0: I'm, I know where we can get some meat then he goes and fucking nicks a
1: kills cow. baby cow yeah. uh, <laughs> this book
0: people <laughs> listening to this are going to go what the hell yeah, trust me this book is less than 300 pages it's 200, 200 pages, pages under 200 yeah. pages and you'll get through it in a day if you've mm. got you know a couple of hours um it's so well written. It's such a strange little tale.
1: Yeah. Well, let's do one star reviews. Why not? So regular listeners will know that uh, every episode we take a look at Amazon's one star reviews for no other reason than they can be quite amusing sometimes and angry people are kind of funny. Let's start with, oh, I don't think, there's not a single UK one star review of this book.
0: Interesting.
1: From other countries we have Jackie says, terrible book. The only reason I bought this was for a class assignment. Would not recommend this book at all. Cool. Right. Neil, depressing, disconcerting, badly written. I didn't like this book at all. None of the characters is likeable, particularly the narrator. I kept waiting and waiting for this book to end. Its depiction of crazed people smoking pot in what could have been an opium den is laughable. What a waste of time. The prose is stiff and, I love this, ill-advised. Ill-advised. That's a very strange word to yeah. use for froze. Yeah. Like it's, Ill, your writing's ill advised. Like when people
0: say things are misinformed when they're not even informed. Yeah. um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: rather than, like, poorly edited or mm. bad. Depiction of people smoking pot in an opium den is loveful. You know, and I th- I'm think i wondering whether, like, it's just marijuana meant something different back then, or... It
0: might have done. I thought that was a good scene. I'm paraphrasing, and actually, the, the word... I remember the sentence being really good, but he was in a dark room. He knew there was a lot of people laying around, mm. and there were just little red, like, balls of light, which yeah. is obviously everyone smoking their spliffs yeah. or whatever they were puffing on. Um I thought that was really well written. Yeah. Actually, I beg to differ. It was a really real creepy. I think Oliver he thinks it's laughable
1: as in She's Only Smoking Pot, like what's the big deal? Yeah.
0: And like you say, we didn't get that either, but yeah. yeah we're um, less outraged.
1: Grace says in reading pleasure from the beginning when someone recommended but if it does not do it for
0: what? And again, Grace.
1: So I think the title of Grace's review is just like a segment of, of her review, but on its own it makes absolutely no sense. Right. Normally I dig a book in reading in reading pleasure. <laughs>
0: Um, we should said this. This is possibly someone that is not no, first language no, English. No, Well, for... no.
1: Listen to the rest of it from the beginning when someone recommended. But if it does not do it for me, I leave until later when I may be ready. That is the situation with ask for dusk. But thanks for asking. Like, thanks for us. The way she's written it, she doesn't seem like she's someone who doesn't understand English. she's someone who
0: is someone who doesn't understand computers. So Maybe. Amazon's gone. What did you think? And she's like, oh, thanks for asking. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, that's so funny. I mean, that's the thing. I think she's making a very funny play on Ask the Dust. but
0: Yeah. With things like that, I always go, actually, you're really intelligent. You're fucking with me.
1: It could be that she's written it in a different language and Amazon yeah. has translated it. But usually, anyway. Yeah. Um, CM says, what? Book is strangely written. I have serious concerns about the main character's sanity. Not feeling like I'm going to finish it. I love it. I have serious concerns. I just want to tell him a number he can call yeah, Like the... it's not real it's fiction <laughs> it's fiction I, I think I need to tell him to call Samaritans it's like I think he's alright love that's it I'm going to have a quick look on Goodreads
0: so not many the, the Graces was quite funny but um, yeah
1: bizarre um, G-
0: Goodreads will just be people writing their own novel as a synopsis well yes yeah.
1: as a writer myself <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> right let's have a look wow God Goodreads Twenty seven thousand six hundred ratings of this book. It's amazing how many people read a book, isn't it? Like it's just...
0: Yeah. There you go. Yeah, That's this my book's thought been, for the week. Been has um, like been around if, for a while. Published in the thirties, people started putting their good read reviews up back then and you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> It's had nineteen hundred reviews. I want all of the one stars. How do I find one stars on this? Imogen, one star. Fuck this book. <laughs> <laughs> I acted like a racist douchebag towards a girl I like, hate, because I've experienced racism myself, and then I sexually assaulted her. Later, I felt sad she was gone forever. Arturo Bandini writes charmingly, and the setting and non-plot are super inviting, but Jesus Christ, I expected so much more from a press, Black Sparrow, that's supposed to be cool and an author with such an old timey mystique. Fuck this.
0: Do you know what? I completely disagree, but I'm here for it. I get what she's getting. I, I, yeah, I yeah. like the aggression. Yeah. Um, I would just point out Arturo Bandini is the writer within the book. He is yeah. not the writer of the book. That's yeah. John Fante. But yeah, no, I, I, I don't mind a bit of. A, but yeah,
1: I see what they're saying on like, all. you know, it is very troubling, the sort of sexism and racism and how they deal with each other. But it, did feel very two-way to me to be honest i, I know that's oh, not gosh, like yeah. really an
0: excuse but that's when it, it got interesting wasn't it when you realize how
1: fucked it, up it felt in the very
0: first instance he's an arsey customer but then she fucking gives it as good as yeah. she's got back and kind of i wouldn't say wrecks his life but certainly
1: yeah you know leads time. him down
0: a new path and yeah, you know
1: it's all a bit jimmy gave it one star go on jimmy i picked this up for a buck last week oh I like that already I picked this for a buck last week this is from the the 30s isn't it this is is one of the old always got like a five paragraph review I wonder if you're a writer Jimmy Fante is such an easy read that I should have been finished that night but I can't even seem to feign an interest in fiction lately well maybe that's not entirely true I feel like Fante's got into your mind though Jimmy with your review well maybe that's not entirely true maybe brain is still convalescing from all the Texas drugs and alcohol that I consumed last weekend okay he's been funny I'm astonished that I'm even capable of reading my emails he was being funny Um, an example of Fante's ostensible solipsism war in Europe a speech by Hitler trouble in Poland these were the topics of the day what piffle you warmongers okay he's just quoted him right Um, indeed he makes such a charming art dude I don't get it Americans need to not use sarcasm. It doesn't work. (laughs) Books such as Ask the Dusk seem to fall into the hey, listen to me, becoming a great writer category. I've never really understood how any of these guys were published. I chalk it up to the historical period. Maybe the idea of the struggling writer trying to make a name for himself in Los Angeles appealed to the sympathies of the difficult times in which these books were written. Honestly, I see nothing more than a nuanced journal kept by someone who thinks that they are becoming a great writer. There isn't really anything more to ask the Dusk than a few banal observations about the human condition, a masochistic relationship with the Bow wow waitress, and an appalling amount of exclamation points. I've often heard Bukowski compared to Fante. Fante's influence on Bukowski is chronologically accurate, but it's unfair to Bukowski to say that Fante is superior in some way. They're both awful writers. They're both assholes too. Definitely American. The only difference is that Fante paints a portrait of his alter ego as this altruistic Catholic saint, whereas Bukowski drowns himself in booze-soaked self-deprecation. At least Bukowski was honest and funny. Anyway, I don't even know why I really care that much. Maybe I just can't stand (laughs) needless arguments about which piece of crap is better. Um, I don't feel any better for having read your review, Jimmy.
0: Jimmy's a frustrated writer, isn't he?
1: I I feel he might be. Yeah. Um, I I, I I don't even know I think I was when he literally I, reminds me of one of those characters to be yeah. honest he actually reminds me of a Bandini or a Chinaski
0: I think when I was a young man at university and I thought I was going to be a famous musician and I started to wonder why record labels weren't signing me mm-hmm. anybody a bit like my music that was signed I would go Unnecessarily,
1: <laughs> negative
0: yeah. I just, I just spend way too much time going, just explaining why they weren't good. And it doesn't make sense why they've. I mean, yeah. I don't even know why I care, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I think it's a bit like that.
1: It's like, sweetie, you just write four hundred words on why you don't care. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: for someone that doesn't care, you go on about it a hell of a lot. Or something.
1: Uh, da, 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 da. Can't believe Goodreads makes me scroll. Right, Jay rated it one star. Ugh, I overly bored myself reading through 60% of this mess hoping for a plot. I like that. I bored myself. (laughs) I overly bored myself. I can understand that Bukowski found this to be a revelation as it showed him and others that not every protagonist has to be a Jay Gatsby. But the unending proclamation of being an atheist and then mentioning God and or Christ on nearly every page is annoying enough, let alone everything else that goes on within these pages. Life is too short to read crap.
0: I just disagree.
1: Disagree, don't understand why he doesn't think people can mention God and still feel like atheists, like as mm. if a Catholic upbringing doesn't have any influence yeah. on you.
0: My, my my cousin was raised a Catholic, like church every Sunday, and the first thing he did when he went to university was join the atheists. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> he will still fear God, you mark my words. Oh, yeah. I think that's that's about it with the reviews. There aren't a huge number.
0: So considering the amount of um of Sorry, I do ratings. want to say that most of
1: them are about four, 4.12 is the average on um, on Goodreads.
0: Two is the average amount of stars?
1: No, 4.12. Oh, sorry, the, I see what you're saying. The so generally,
0: it's very warmly received. Yep. Um, okay.
1: 70% right. five star on Amazon. That's incredible. Four, uh, four stars, 16%. So on Amazon, it's 86% four or five star.
0: It, so interesting, really, that, um, like you say, a book with so many ratings and people talking about it and clearly a modern classic. Interesting that I hadn't heard of it until mm. I read about it is pretty unanimously
1: liked Likes, but also yeah. i mean just think of like people who leave book reviews if you choose to read a book you're probably already hoping you're going to like it
0: yeah well i read dickens and i always wanted to love dickens because the ones that were good were so good like uh, some of the best things i've read however one or two of them um our mutual friend springs to mind i just thought it was utter shit <laughs> like like <laughs> honestly yeah, like i didn't it. get how it was the same author obviously the style was the same but just the lack yeah. of beauty Um, uh, but because it was Dickens I really wanted to like it I think as soon as it was quite freeing actually when I let myself go this is just a shit one by him and yeah I guess people in general will be loyal to an author won't they and they will be reluctant to admit that to themselves that
1: Uh, yeah maybe I think I was just saying more about people's buying habits like okay yeah you you buy a book that's recommended by lots of people and stuff and yes you might dislike it but Mm. that's why I imagine reviews are slightly more weighted towards positive than negative I've got no idea. I might cut this all out because I don't know what I'm talking about.
0: Cool. Okay. So I guess it's time we, because you're yawning, um, <laughs> it's time we uh, gave this a um, a rating.
1: Uh, eight. I mm. liked it. I liked him.
0: Nine. Straight up. Very good. Fantastic book. So 8.5?
1: Yeah.
0: Ask the Dust, John Fante. We are giving it an 8.5. Um, yeah. Enjoyed that. What are we going to read next?
1: Um, I've been thinking about Never Let Me Go. Yeah, it's by Ishiguro, and it's quite sort of dystopian, I think, so it would be...
0: I am here for that.
1: Yeah, it was a 2005 novel and 2010 film with uh, Keira Knightley, Um, so we could always, like, do both.
0: Ishiguro, is that a Japanese author? Yes, yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, Ishiguro, he went to... um, He's basically the poster boy for University of East Anglia's creative writing. Of oh. course. So, um he did that and then good UAE. he's like an incredible uh writer.
0: Lovely campus that.
1: I don't think I've ever been. Your sister's going then, isn't she?
0: She moved today Aww. to the UEA. Lovely campus.
1: Yeah, so I I'm thinking maybe never let me go.
0: That sounds good. Yep.
1: Other than that, we'll have to think about it.
0: Well you can read it while I'm away. Oh yeah. Um I've got a whole bunch of books to take with me actually. <laughs>
1: Get you a big suitcase.
0: Well, I have to quarantine in Italy, so I'm literally just going to take books with me. I've got a Murakami. God, that sounds like the worst. Why? Quarantining. Oh, right. Sorry, I thought you meant Murakami. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's going to be quite frustrating being in a city I haven't visited before and um, it's not sitting that... in my hotel room. It's
1: not that interesting. Cool. Right. Well, I am, yeah, pretty knackered you now. You need I... LEMSIP. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. We're going to watch Michael McIntyre, aren't oh, we? Oh, yeah, we he's got are. That would be um, nice. We we must say, we like edgier comedians too. But I think there's <laughs> nothing wrong with also liking fluffy mainstream <laughs> Love stuff. Love a bit of McIntyre. So he's got a new Netflix special, so we're going to whack that on.
1: So, so, yeah, if you do fancy it, get yourself Ask the Dust by John Fante. Obviously, as always, don't forget to tweet us, email us, Hadjira Curtis at dabblersbookclub.com, Twitter's at uh also, if you would like to rate our podcast, we would, well, would we'd rate you if you rate our podcast. Mm. I don't know, that doesn't really... We've got some
0: ratings now, we haven't we? We have some we? ratings,
1: yeah, we have a good few. But if you fancy giving us five stars um, and even leaving a little review, why not? We would really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, we, don't leave us a one-star review. We don't accept them, we just read them yeah uh, we can't take ourselves yeah, yeah no. we, we won't we don't respond well to criticism we will be
1: crying right well yeah that was Ask the Dusk by John Fante next time hopefully never let me go and uh, we will yeah keep the website updated at some point so you can stay on top of what we are going to be reading thanks so much for listening we will see you next time